9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Go Plug Yourself podcast. Uh, we don't have a guest this week because if you didn't notice, there was a bit of an ice storm uh, that hit Montreal. People were without power for like four or five days uh, at a stretch. So it made uh, booking a guest a little bit tricky. We, things didn't line up the way we wanted to. So instead, uh, the wonderful and talented Chris Vendito and myself just sit around and shoot the shit. We talk about Giggle Fest that happened this last weekend. Uh, we talk about some of the stuff that's going on with Perfect Bite Productions. Uh, we we complain about my uh, car, uh, my my 2023 Hyundai Venue that I bought. Maybe that'll get taken care of. Stay tuned to the podcast for updates on my car. And we also talk a bunch about wrestling and WrestleMania 39. Uh, you know, we're just two buddies hanging out, sharing a laugh, and then sharing that laugh with you. We'll be back to our regular schedule programming in two weeks. Enjoy Go Plug Yourself featuring Chris and I doing our thing. Two, one. Go plug yourself, you plug another plugger. Go plug yourself, you plug another plugger. Go plug yourself, you plug another plugger. Go plug yourself, it's time for another Go Plug Yourself podcast. Must have been really slow. It was. It was slow. I mean, but you know, like it doesn't doesn't mean it wasn't a day of work, you know. That's a good way to start the show. What's up, everybody? <laughs> this is on the nine to five CC network, so I feel that like talking about our day jobs is like you know, par for the brand. I'll tell you, it was. I mean, we're taping this April tenth. It's uh, uh, it's your giggle fest hangover. Giggle Fest Hangover, Ice Storm 2023, uh, Hangover, uh, uh, yet Easter another lunch. stunning example of this society is inability to deal with any type of inconvenience or even a bit of chaos. It becomes <laughs> just a fucking zoo. Uh, it- some of you, some of you are just deplorable human beings. I'm not the. Not to borrow a Hillary Clinton line, but some of you are just 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 awful people during a crisis. You don't think about your neighbor. You don't think about the person next to you. It's just you, fucking buying twelve cases of water. We're like, it's fucking April. It's April. Okay, see, I had a different experience. I had a different, completely, ultimately, completely different experience. I had multiple people. Checking in on me to see if I had power. I did have power. We had multiple people sleeping over at the house. Some people coming by to visit, to take a shower, to do all that stuff. I I literally had one of my friends who was like, I'm going, he's like, I have power, but like unrelated to the power outage, I'm going up to my mother-in-law's place in the Eastern Townships or whatever. He was like, if you guys don't have power, just use our house. So I was like, I was like, oh my God, it's like, ça va bien aller all over again. People in my life Mm -hmm. were great. We were saying external people, outside people. That was my... I'm, I, I avoided them. Nobody I know personally bought 12 cases of fucking water. But I'll tell you, when I was lining in line 50 rows deep at Costco waiting for gas on Thursday, I saw some things coming out of the Costco store. All right? So I saw some things that were <laughs> unnecessary. Okay? So do you do you think that... Uh, I've? So I definitely feel like... This had like mini pandemic vibes, except for the fact that like we knew it was done in like four or five days. Like we had it, we had an end date. We knew that like at the very latest Sunday, Monday. Rating like stores barren. Oh, I'm not. I don't. I did. This is the first I've heard of like people stockpiling or whatever. But I was just saying, but it was that whole like everybody freaking out. Like Wednesday night in the West Island, Mm -hmm. like there was just a small little strip. This is a community of like, I want to say a total over a hundred thousand people in this West Island community here. I would guess, and, yeah, that sounds about and right. I would say like seventy-five percent of it was without power, mm-hmm. and and there was a little strip of sources that was with powder, including two, um, a couple of restaurants and whatever. But it was really just a weird fucking zoo on 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 the Thursday, mm-hmm. uh, on the Wednesday, excuse me, and then on the Thursday morning, waking up out here. With no cell service, that was weird. 
that was where yeah. It was like, Thursday, Thursday no cell service was a was a heck of a thing. So what do you think that was? I assume that it was everybody tethering and trying to work from their tethered phones or something like just killed uh-huh. the. I mean, okay. So here's what. Well, hang on. I feel that the ice probably knocked out some antennas, right? Like a little. Like I don't know if you ever seen a cell antenna. It's like yeah, small. Yeah, yeah. It's like smaller than a baseball bat. Most of these five G things. You want, so I think you crust, really, hmm? Is Keith gonna give us the official most probable most probable answer? And then I'll give you the ridiculous, cons- like hack conspiracy answer. Sure, we we, we could with. do that. So this is me. I've worked in telecom for. I've worked actually. If you count my time at my current job working with NetOps and telecom, I'm like twenty something years of being related to telecom. To get there faster, we're losing five G internet. You're if you ever see it, it's smaller than a baseball bat. I feel you put an inch of ice over that thing and it's not working at top capacity. Maybe it's blown, maybe it's screwed up. I also think mm-hmm. a bunch of people whoever could connect were connecting all at once because their home internet was down, so they're tethering and doing whatever and trying to work. That's what I think happened. Now tell us about how the government did made the crisis worse. No, I think uh, telecommunication companies are fucking bums. Oh they're, yeah, uh, they're, oh yeah. They're obviously. unreliable. They're bad at what they do on. A, and they barely hold it together while making billions of dollars a year off the backs of consumers, and we pay for every fucking problem. We, you know, some of these fucking telecommunications companies, Telus was sending out messages about about the fucking Wi-Fi going over uh, to people this week when there was like multiple days without service for people. You sons of you, you motherfuckers. You know, like I thought it was bad enough. That like I I mean it was a scheduled payment, but just the timing of it. I had a hydro payment go through on Friday, <laughs> and I thought like you know what this kind of bothers me a bit. Like, it's supposed to happen, but honestly, this bothers me a bit. But then like, <laughs> like right now, right now this bill is for nothing. That I'm getting nothing out of this bill. This There's for? no service. Do I? Do you get three for? days people, credits? Like people in bike lanes in the in the plateau. <laughs> <laughs> My mom was ahead of all your conspiracy takes, by the way. She said this on Wednesday at 12.34, three minutes after the power went out in her house. This is an attack on the Anglo communities. That was the first thing she said when she called me on my phone. Okay? So everybody else everybody else we saw after this week, let's know that Louisa Zakia got there first, you fucks. How about that? <laughs> so so she feels like the, the, the West Island went down? On purpose, and that oh, she's, uh, she's convinced. She's convinced. Yeah, that's very funny. This was think about think about it. <laughs> that's my favorite one. Think, think about think it. about it. Yeah, like I I have no basis for this, but if you think about it long enough, you could you could convince yourself. I think, I think you could convince yourself. And how did this relate to the bike lanes, though? Because I saw that that she tagged up on the bike lanes. That was a Chris tag. Okay. They said, if we're gonna go behind the saw, behind the, how the sausage is made, uh-huh. you know, sometimes, sometimes in jokes, Keith, in joke telling, you exaggerate the point, you know. Okay. So, so you, you, you juiced it up a little bit, you know. My mom uses the foundation, and I added some spice on it mm. uh, as a comedic technique. Is this your first time dealing with? The no, I wanted to know that if your mom had hot takes on bike lanes, because that'd be like a hell. Oh, of a she stretch. does. She thinks they're uh, they're all a facade for you know for Valerie and her friends. That's actually that's facts. Did you know that? That is a fact. Nobody cares about the drivers anymore. My mom was also very. I think funny. she's maybe. I don't think it's nobody cares about the drivers. But this is a a Valerie plant. This is not like to me. This is not even a conspiracy theory. She promised X new kilometers of bike lane, and I don't think the city like whatever it was. Like say she she promised a hundred new kilometers of bike lane as one of her mayoral promises. Yeah, it didn't happen. But but. but I think that the city didn't need that because a lot of the bike lanes she put in remember are superfluous. Remember the pink line? I remember the pink line, but all that I know is that in, too, in, that front, was coming too. in my house, like I, like the street across from me has a bike lane the whole entire way down, and then they put a bike lane on the street that runs parallel parallel yeah, to it, and park, I was like, I was like, you don't, I was like, you, I know, but that's what I'm saying. I was like, you don't need this. I think it was just her trying to up the numbers of bike lanes. She's just painting bike path lanes <laughs> everywhere to be like, I did it. I added a hundred kilometers or whatever. I will, the hell. I will this. The quote does Yeah. That's uh, a Walter, Walter J. Lee reference. I also think that this was a wholly avoidable uh, power outage. I think it's just, well, I mean, if I was listening to a lot of CJD this weekend, uh-huh. uh, end of the last week and a bit of the weekend, and there was a there was a councilman from Dollar Desormo, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a West Island uh, community. DDO, like the kids say. Elias, with Elias Macos there on CJAD. And like, Elias, you're going to give me some time here to talk about this? <laughs> <laughs> he was talking about the how he, a few years ago he led a committee for underground power lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of, a lot of communities have them. Yeah, and there was a there was a push from the DDO team to make that happen. There were these huge towers going through public fields, right? Yeah. So the, the, the city didn't like it. Anyways, it ended up being like a ten million dollars more project to do the underground thing, so they didn't do it. Looking back, if we were to like start making all our infrastructure go run through all our electricity run through the ground like we could, if we take that project on, you would essentially hopefully eliminate uh, power outages. Yeah, I'm not saying the whole you know planet needs. Well, it, I I'm, know I'm not a city infrastructure planet, but that's it. But I'm just saying. But I was like considering our winters, considering everything else. I feel that. So my from again from my understanding. Probably doesn't happen more often. Is what you're saying, or? Well, I'm surprised. A, I'm surprised it doesn't happen more often. But I'm saying, but also, but B, I'm, I'm like, we have wild, we have wild heat, wild cold, wild whatever. I feel you mitigate a lot of that if you just put all the stuff underground. You know yeah. what I mean? That's 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 my theory. And and if not, if not all the wires or whatever, you would think like the transformers and stuff would be underground. Think like, why do those have to be up in the air? Like, why do you have to have these big exploding things up in the air where they can explode, shower sparks? All I know is that those big exploding things disrupted one of the busiest weeks of the year for Montrealers. This is Passover Easter weekend. The amount mm-hmm. of tourists that were in, that were coming into town already was was like high because it's yeah. a busy, it's a high traction weekend. For people First long didn't... weekend of the year, really. Yes, and like uh, you know, I was downtown a lot this weekend. There was a lot of people in town that had like no idea this was happening when they got here on Friday. Because mm-hmm. by Friday, everything looked nice. <laughs> the city looked nice. Sure, and yeah, and I think that by Friday, like, downtown was back. And downtown was back and up and running, so, like, everything was normal yeah. downtown. <laughs> but, Meanwhile, like, every everything... I'm I'm a lucky boy, because uh, I am a couple blocks away from the train yards, and from my understanding, the good people at the train company actually de-iced the Transformers around the yards and stuff. So, uh, apparently, if you looked at when the outages all started happening Wednesday night, there was, like, the yards and a couple blocks around the yards, and the rest of the Sidwest was out. But I had a brownout at at most. I think it's, like, the same thing, like, when you live near a hospital. Like, people are like, yeah, the power never goes out. Or also other people who live near the metros. If you live, like, really close to a metro line, because their power is coming on from, like, mostly underground, because they're getting it. Off the metro yeah, lines. but you didn't have a drama for your weekend, didn't you? Have could we tell the listeners your your, your car story? Listen up, Pun Day Canada. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's fucking go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's point an attack. High on die. This is this is ridiculous. I don't even understand this. So we bought the a 2023 Hyundai Venue, ultimate trim. We took the fully loaded, high level trim. We were like, listen, we want a little, a small little crossover car. That's like convenient for getting around in the city, but you can still put the I'm seats what? down. I'm what? Venue. Venue? Venue, yeah. It looks like a mini SUV, but like it's a tiny. It's about the size of like a, a Cooper Clubman kind of thing. Okay. But like if you look at a photo, it looks bigger than it is. <laughs> it looks bigger than it is. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, I get, if you look at a photo of it, it looks, it looks kind of like an SUV. When you see it, you're like, oh, no, it's a it's a, a sub-SUV or whatever. Okay, I see. I see what you're saying. Go anyway, ahead. I'm just saying, but, like, we bought it because of that. If you can see, it's kind of got a boxy look to it. You can throw down the you can throw down the seats, and you can still, like, load it up and go to the cottage for the weekend. It's not like yeah, a... Yeah, it's perfect for you, for you too. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, a, a, like, we have no kids. All that's got to fit in the back is a, is a thing. Anyway, all that to say, we want a little bit of, uh, like, features and whatnot. So we offer the high end at the top one. It's supposed to have a whole gamut of sensors, uh, lane assistance, front collision assistance. supposed to tell you when there's a pedestrian that walks behind you. All the bells and whistles of a modern car. And, like, half the sensors apparently are just not there. Like, you can't select them in the menu, and they don't sense cars in front of you, don't sense cars behind you. When we bring it into the service center, they're like, well, yeah, but you don't have those features. And I'm like, 
no, this car doesn't have those features. And they were like, we right. Want those features. And they're like, right. So you don't have those features. And I'm like, no. I'm like, what are we talking about? I was like, I understand this car does not have those features, but understand that here's the the you know the bill for the fully loaded 2023 venue. You charged me like I had those features. Yeah, I paid for those features. Where are they? And now, and and the dealership, like I, I don't want to say I feel bad for them because it's obviously their screw up, but like. The sales guy was like genuinely bewildered. Like he didn't understand how this could happen. Like it would be like, imagine buying an iPhone and there's just no camera on it and you bring it into the Apple store. But like the poor guy at the Apple store is going to be like, this iPhone doesn't. I understand. There's usually a camera there. (laughs) You know, he's like, there's supposed to be a camera here. And I'm like, you understand? I have nothing to do with the camera. (laughs) Exactly. Everybody else comes in, they get the phone, the camera's there. I don't know what the fuck happened here. Exactly. That was kind of his reaction. Just He was like, it's supposed to be here. And I'm like, but you you understand that it's not though, right? And this is what we're having an argument about. Like, I don't care how you make it right. I feel for the salesman, but it's not, it's definitely not his fault. Like, no, 100%. <laughs> I, I'm, like, pretty nice in these situations. I'm, I'm just, like, I'm pretty... I'm, like, listen, I understand. I, I never yell. I never raise my voice. But I'm just, like, understand that this is really messed up. And understand that, like, I have 30 days to go to the Better Business Bureau and whatever else like that and make a claim and say that I did not get the thing I paid for. I would like to sort this out without doing that. But, like, also yeah. understand that there's no way that I'm accepting a car with features... Or missing features that I paid for. Like, what are we doing here? The thing about raising your voice nowadays, though, and and yelling and screaming, making a scene, is that I think more than ever, it's not to your benefit to do that. No, for sure. Like, well, all all it takes is some other guy to be like public freakout and whatever else. Yeah, because since since the pandemic flipped over. I think there's a lot less tolerance for bullshit in retail stores and and home hardware. Like those those people, people like the people that like had to work because they were essential workers mm-hmm. were empowered now to be like, "Yo, go fuck yourself, get the fuck out of here, <laughs> I'll fuck you up." Nobody wants to work anymore. I, I got job security, baby. The <laughs> fuck out of here. Yeah, I I've never been that guy. I think because I worked like customer service. Uh, yeah, I never. I could never yell at people. I could, but it'll only get ugly, and it'll only embarrass me at the end. Yeah. No, for me, it's just I knew, I knew at especially having worked like I, I did like frontline customer service for Fido for a couple of years. Like that was like my first kind of job out of Sejep, and I was like, I knew what customers got the best credits, and it's the customers who are like really clearly pissed off, but kind of want to work on a solution. Like that's yeah. how that's how you get the biggest credit. Is like. At, like, don't tell them it's okay. Tell them, like, you know, you know, this is not okay, right? Like, right now. Yeah, like in that tone, being like, you understand that this is really not okay. I really hope we can work this out, but like, this is not a good this thing. Problem. This like, a problem. exactly, yeah. that's it. Like that, that kind of tone, that that dialogue with the that's that's the tone. It always work. That's always worked for me too. Yeah, yeah. you're just like we're, we're pretty upset, and I'm saying like that. Those are the customers that got the biggest credits. I did it. I got free internet for like a. I'm still five years after Bell's screw up installing internet in this house. I still have a like a plan that is twenty to thirty dollars cheaper than anything you can get retail, and it's like five years later. Because one time Bell screwed up with me so badly, they uh, there was an issue with um, the service. I had, I had paid like I had paid the bill, mm-hmm. and there. They, they were we were deactivated and they were they applied the bill payment to their own account or whatever. I'm getting it sorted and I get hung up on on like 8:45, most likely by mistake. Yeah, yeah. I call back and I try to get through again, and I get on the phone with somebody and they're like, "Okay, we're gonna get right back." They put me on hold. I ended up staying on hold for 45 minutes. Until I realized, oh, they're gone for the night because they closed at nine. They, they just didn't realize they put me on hold and they balanced. Wow. So the next day, I, like I took all the screenshots. The next day, I'm like, I call in. I'm like, I need to speak to the manager. And you know how you are, people. They all those like the bells like, oh, no, 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 let me help you. Like I need to speak to the manager. And I'm like, I tell them why, and then they're still trying to like run interference. I'm like, listen, uh, Kate, is it? I need to speak to the manager. 
<laughs> like just not changing the tone, not changing it. And anyway, it's so long story boring. They ended up giving uh, me like my, the best credit I ever won from like any of these scenarios. Like you said, one the best credit I won. Like you won a yeah, prize. Yeah, like twenty four dollars. <laughs> I got like twenty four dollars off the internet for like 40, 48 months. Nice. We got like at that point we had a home uh, landline. As well, and I got that one for free for like twelve months. Nice. And I got the the television and another credit for like twelve months there too. Bell, uh, Bell screwed me up so bad that I found out about what uh, the Stitch team. Like, so and then and so the Stitch team is apparently a team that exists at Bell when things are completely haywire, and they you get the number of a guy on the Stitch team, and he's like yeah. you don't he's like you don't call three ten Bell anymore. You call me. And yeah. he's like, and until this gets fixed, you just, you call me. If there's any issue with the tech, you call you never me. Had, I never had that happen. I yeah, we had that. Well, they, dude, they sent, to get internet up and running at this house, I want to say, like, more than six technicians at, like, different oh, no. times of day and different everything. And, and nothing was happening. And I was like... And what was a real pain is they were the only ones that were serving fiber in the area. So like all 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 I was doing was bluffing. Like I had nowhere to go. I didn't I didn't feel like getting cable internet installed. I wanted fiber. <laughs> I just got to be like I'm like I got to wait this out cuz these are the they have the speed that I want and I also see the the what do you call it? Like the the node is right outside my door. I was like or I could see it outside my window. They're going to connect me right up. I get like real fast speeds. Anyway, Ah, so I wanted to ask you, Chris. Uh, how how was you? Did you lose power? Did you end up at your mom's? Was what was the the situation? Uh, I lost, how did you handle it? I lost it? power. I lost power on twelve thirty on Wednesday. I got it back like seven o'clock Saturday night. Hmm. So uh, no, I stayed home uh, at night. My sister got power back Friday morning, so I had a place to shower and charge up. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah. No, it was, it was, stretch, it was though, man. It's like not a... great, but it was fine. Like it's April, we're yeah, gonna exactly. be fine. It's April. Like, I keep saying this. I kept saying this all week, and it's fucking April. Like we're gonna yeah, be like fine. people are like, like I'm, I understand like people who didn't want to necessarily like uh, like we had like I had friends who were calling plumbers to freeze their 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 uh, their pipes. I'm like, buddy, what are we doing? It's fucking April. Like, it's April. Yeah, I'm like, it, you know that your pipes won't freeze if it goes down to minus one for about a th- half an hour overnight. That's not how ice it's works. It's April. It's fucking <laughs> April. Uh, but, you know, thank God this didn't happen last weekend during WrestleMania. Oh, would have had an angry, angry Walter. Angry everybody would have been angry. I don't think, I don't think Walter would, of everybody, I don't think Walter would handle it well. No, I mean Walter. I mean that's unfair to like throw him under the bus like this. I would do it. Absolutely, he would. Absolutely, he would not have handled it very well at all. Exactly. No. Oh fuck! uh, One bone is uh, made it to raw. How about that? I. What happened? What happened on raw? What happened on raw last week? What happened on Raw last week? Could have, so not not the turn. Everybody, I think everybody complaining about the turn and whatever and all the last minute shit. That doesn't that doesn't bug me. The Seth Rollins thing, I think, is the way bigger story that isn't getting enough attention. <laughs> that to me, that's that's the funnier story. Is play a guy's entrance music like Seth freaking Rollins? What one of your what if what if all that's just long term booking? If it's a, if it's Seth a work, Rollins. it's a great work. I don't think it's a work. Apparently, so there was everyone was quick to assume that Triple H wasn't involved in Cody losing. I don't care who's involved. Like I don't give. No, no. The, or and then the show wasn't run by him on um, on Monday, but like, what if the WWE writers know how the internet works and how their fans are? Because essentially, what's only happened to Cody since last week is his his followers have gone up. I saw a thing today. Oh, I think depending on what they do with it, I think it's really good booking for Cody. I mean, this is, and everyone's talking about this now, and either they're of the mind of this is good storytelling long term, or it'll never be as good as it was for Cody last Sunday, which I don't buy, which no. I don't buy at all. Like, so here's the thing: here's comes the- in number thirty at, at the Rumble and just beats Roman Reigns. That's 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 that. 
that's because of the ten years prior in his career. I mean, I think it's also because he the the going three up, three down with Rollins and wrestling with his exploded arm and all that stuff. Like, I don't think it would have been a bad call. To, I mean, so there's multiple multiple things going on. One, I think it's maybe a different storyline if Endeavor doesn't make the make the sale. First of all. Ooh. I think that Endeavor probably wants some say into what the title picture is going to look like. And if you're going to go into a holding pattern, Roman Reigns already exists with all the t-shirts and the belts and whatever else like that. Why would you start messing around? You know what I mean? Like Roman Reigns is champion. It's like, like casual people know that. So like, why are you going to start spinning a story around the belt in the middle of a That's sale? also why I think Bianca retained over Oscar. I think that has the most to do with Endeavor. Where it's like Bianca is like very much you know Lady John Lady John Cena at this point. Yeah, which is so also look, looks like an MMA person. Well, look, good. she's so over. She can't she can't go heel now. Like she's mm-hmm. so over that she's so valuable as a face that you don't like. You just. But I also think there's a, there's a couple things I think like and it, it it bums me out that I do think they're gonna put a belt on Brock. And it, it would bum me out if Cody isn't the one to put down Roman, even whenever it happens. Because I think they're going to give something to Brock because they're going to want Brock front row center at a UFC with a WWE belt. They just want that, right? If it's the same company, yeah, dude, they want like yeah, that's 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 a hundred percent the optics that they want. <laughs> or I mean, may, yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know how you split the belts from Roman organically. Without having him drop, and I think the the answer to the who's the best person to win off of Roman is not Cody and it's not Brock, it's Seth Rollins. Yeah, actually, that's if, the if, best, if they're gonna, if that's gonna the do best that. guy to take the belt away from 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 Roman and end it. They both seemingly wanted to be each other, mm-hmm. like they both want that storyline. So we'll see what happens. I think a triple threat match between Cody, Seth Rollins, and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 40 is like the fantasy booking. Do you, keep, you keep you keep the belt on Roman for another year? Keep the belts on him for another year. Work their way up. Maybe even lean into make him fight even less on television. Make him because there's ways you can make him even more of a heel. The only problem with that, though, is that, like, they're too close to accountability right now. They can't dial it back. Because, like, you can't – you can say that, like, Cody is all right. But, like, you can't cool off, like, Sammy and Kevin, right? No, but they're going to be tag team champions. They're going to go on a tag team championship run for a while here, you would think. Yeah, but but they can't forget about Sammy and Roman. You know what I mean? Like, like they're gonna end. They also like they got involved in Roman's title match. Like, I don't think they're they're. That's true. I don't think they're 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 not in a spot to break away from Roman Reigns and or or to break away from the bloodline entirely. Like, even if they're not. Is there a world where Roman puts up one belt at SummerSlam and Cody wins it? I think so. Like, I think that's that's probably maybe where they go. They they can also they can also do the a triple threat of, I, so personally I think that Cody should feud Brock and Cody should go over on Brock I think that would make like Cody's dollar sign value go way up because everybody's gonna think that they're feeding him to Brock if he gets a win there, it's yeah. crazy that but then he's like he's white hot again they can't do that backlash because Brock doesn't travel. No, no, it's just like, I think it's too, I mean, don't you think it would be too soon for Cody Brock to build the backlash? Backlash is like in three three weeks. Yeah, what's what's going to, yeah, no, what's going to go on a backlash? I'm just trying to think, like, it's, it, that, yeah, Mysterio, no, they're not, they're not going to do it because Mysterio is, is headlining like crazy. They're going to do it somewhere like Marquee or whatever, like. No, the, I don't think Roman's involved in backlash at all. No, pretty much. Uh, Maybe a promo. Roman's, Roman's gonna be. It's, Roman will probably be at SmackDown this week. Figure it out what what he's what's gonna be next. Because it's the draft, right? This uh, this Friday. Yeah. You tell me, buddy. I think I don't know. I, I there's so much left. There's there's also stuff with Solo and the Usos that eventually that's gonna turn interesting. Like there's so many things left to. T- that's why it, it doesn't make sense for Roman to die at WrestleMania. 
Like, no, and I mean, and it's also like I think that's no, essentially what would have happened. All these storylines would have been closed if Cody goes over and no, for sure. And I also have the weird feeling if 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 they're really if they are correct with it, if they're correct with it, they will have the first Survivor Series that matters in years. If they keep the bloodline together, and then you have Cody, Sammy, Kevin, and whoever else on like team face Seth, against the bloodline Seth, at Survivor Series. Seth, Seth yeah. yeah. I was saying, is it five? Yeah. They need a fifth well, still. Cody, Sammy, yeah. Uh, well, because it's not going to be four on four, so. Could be Riddle? Maybe, but then they need someone else on the bloodline. But I'm saying, but that's it. Is you juice, like, if you can get to five on five and it's a bloodline versus that crew, that's the hottest, hottest Survivor Series that's been in like 20 years. Brock joins the bloodline? I don't think, and that doesn't make any sense. That's the one, that is the one booking thing where I was like, that makes zero sense. You can't, he doesn't, he well, has to be. I mean, I mean, listen, I just saw this the other day, but uh, they have. How would he play brother. second fiddle to Roman? You still have another brother who's ready to enter in the professional wrestling world, so. Heel yeah. Rock. It's going to be Heel Rock. A Survivor Series? He- Heel Rock takes is the setting head of the, the table. Mania, setting up a Mania event, main event. <laughs> Uh, so no, no Rocky at Mania though. Had everybody, everybody thought it was going to happen because he's like down the street. I, I, I think, I think once uh, the match wasn't going to happen, I, th- I think there was no chance from Rocky made an appearance. Even if he just, you know, got paid a bunch of money to light up a sign with a flamethrower or whatever. We did that already. I know, but well, something else. Something I don't think they could do that to the fans again. Very few. I mean, the only the only legend who returned was uh, Shane O'Mac, who showed up and blew his quad out. Right, blew his so. fucking quad out. I've I've had that injury before, man. That is a nasty injury. It hurts like hell. What's he doing? Um, why? Why don't jump I, out? I, I, now I pulled my quad falling in a bathroom because <laughs> of a wet floor. Not at WrestleMania. Same, same. Jumping over me. a man. You didn't in jump clean. Jump clean over somebody. Jump over a six foot three man. <laughs> so it was different. But the injuries, the injury nonetheless, and it is terribly painful. And you saw right away that he went down and it was, I mean, everyone's talked so much about Snoop Dogg and how great he was. But everybody, there's other clips that you see cameramen yelling instructions out to Snoop, like, punch Miz, punch Miz. And he clocked Miz, actually. Nice. Right, the death row records. Yeah, no, it looked it looked stiff as hell. Like his punches, it, looked, looked, it wasn't work. He was like, oh yeah, he missed ate a shot from <laughs> six foot five Snoop Dogg, and uh, yeah, it's uh, WrestleMania was on the whole uh, a great time. I think if you take a step back now and realize it, night one was full of fan service, like full of fan service. Uh, and uh, night two, considerably less fan service. I mean, yeah, a lot. A lot of the people were taking the shit on like night two. It was like the Roman versus Cody match was really, really good. The match was really good. The match was really, really and even good. and even I talked about this. I was like on the, the in the wrestling chat. If Cody Rhodes had no input from backstage whatsoever. He would have still booked that match because Cody Rhodes books the most convoluted, like interference heavy matches all the time because he loves that crazy old school Deep South booking. Like, this is the match Cody would have booked for himself, would have booked himself going over. But, like, nonstop interference? Have you watched a Cody Rhodes match ever? That's, yeah. Like, I'm just saying. So people are like, oh, this reeks of Vince. I'm like, it also reeks of Cody Rhodes. He would be like, all of our friends run in at different times. Like, that's literally how the kid does I, yeah, things. Also, by the way, that's just Dusty Rhodes. Like, yeah, exactly. Because he's, like, in love with the legacy of his father. And, like, just like I said, like, a dusty finish is called a dusty finish because of that man's dad. Yeah, I think Edge and Finn in the cell was real good. I think that a lot of people are asleep on how good of a cell match that was. It, the long, because you did, and you also heard the the weird like wartime surgery that Balor got. Yeah. Did you see? Oh did you God, see the cut? Man. Yeah, I saw it after split open. Well, never like, had never had that injury. <laughs> yeah, and like like it's like a five inch long gash oh. up his head. Like the fact that they like glued him up 
then he kept wrestling. Apparently, they like, checked, and he somehow, quote unquote, was not concussed. <laughs> so, because they did the, the the flashlight to his eyes while they were down there doing like emergency medical surgery, and then he wrestled the rest of the match, which was psychotic. <clears throat> the um, they just that that was a. That was a a a mis- mistake in timing, I know, because of the broadcast or whatever, but it is, like, a shame that both Edge and Finn had to come out while it was still daylight. Both of their entrances were so, like, clearly designed to happen in, like, a nighttime scenario. Okay, at just- that point, how much time did they lose? Because what else went, when, when, so... I mean, I think it was because what do you call it? Uh, oh no, or was was Shane after or Shane before? Well, Shane after. Yeah, so they, their entrances were always going to be in the daylight. Yeah, which is like it's just awful, awful. But you have, that's, you that have Slayer matters. blasting while Edge comes up as a vampire and all that stuff, and you have Russell Crowe talking about exercising and a team. There's too much daylight. Yeah, it's five o'clock when the show starts. I know that's what I'm yeah, saying. It's like it's it's just it was it's such a shame for them. Like I understand yeah. it's just a timing situation, but it's a shame for them because or even like Finn like ducking down in the in the smoke, but like you can see him because it's light still. You're like there he is. He's just crouching in the smoke. Like he he didn't disappear or vanish or anything. Like he's just right there. Everybody can see him. He's spinning around edges, with his purple smoke edges, sticks. I thought edges, edges was a little lame. Because it was the Slayer number. Yeah. And then he took off the costume and was like, you think you know me? Bah, 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 bah. Yeah. And it was like, ah, just go back, go commit to the bed with Slayer. They also oh, didn't show, I got so, I was mad also, that he had like those mechanical wings there. But they zoomed yeah. in on his face and you saw it on, on broadcast for a half second. I was like, you guys got to know that don't zoom in tight on the mirror mask if he's got other costume choices. Anyway. Production issues. I just said, I feel bad that they couldn't get that done at night. Because... <laughs> I will say, overall, though, what an incredible... The thing about... And I'm... Like, our friends accuse me of being a WWE mark, and maybe which, I am. Which she are. Which I am. But, I mean, it's really hard for you guys to... To... Not, like, admit this point... As fun as AEW is, they cannot put on a production like the WWE does. They don't have the resources. They don't have no. the guys. They don't have the skills. They don't have the, the the visionaries behind the scenes to like really like make the set part of the show and like like yeah. that. And that stage for WrestleMania 39 was incredible. Yeah, that, super good. That was and with SoFi and the way it's set up there with the video board, it makes it really really dope. I'm Apparently, it was also one of the best, like, visible uh, things. Like, there was, like, not, a, like, obviously people were a mile away, but it wasn't, like, the, a lot of the issues, they sometimes have those, like, struts and supports and scaffolding that's just blocking huge chunks yeah, of the yeah, audience yeah. from, like, seeing it. Apparently, this one was, like, very well, there's visible. Still a roof. There's still a roof on the stage, so they're, they're able to top rig a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to having to structure from the bottom. Like, build a giant gazebo. Yeah, which adds more, uh, you know, obstructions and shit. obstructions of view. Um, no, yeah, no WrestleMania about, was good. I'll always watch a WrestleMania. Like it's just it's hard to follow. It's just, the- it's, it's just. Listen, I bought a Snickers for everyone for night two when <laughs> I went to the dream party because I was just so pumped after catching up because I missed night one. And then I went home. I heard you were watching it in the green room. Uh, yeah, we had a show. We had, we had a great show there out there in Kanawaki, and we. We were watching in the green room as much as we can, and then yeah, the the just the Sammy stuff, the Kevin Owens stuff, the payoff was worth it. Would it have been co- cool for Sammy to have Montreal? Yeah, would it have been something that was more for the crowd than it was for the wrestler? Uh, also, yeah, because he was going to get his WrestleMania moment with his best friend, which I think he even said was like better than winning the I mean, championship. He's going to say that. He's going to say that, but what would, you, what would you rather do? That's a, would you rather have? The, your uh, your own moment in your hometown, even though you already had a huge moment there with the match itself, and, and, and yeah, yeah, and then I don't know. I'd rather that, than the, I'd, I'd, great, I'd, I'd go main event a night one at WrestleMania and win a tag team champion with your best friend. Like that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I get it. And beat and beat one of the most dominant tag teams ever while doing it. Like that's all right. 
Did you watch any of the other wrestling? Did you watch any of the uh, the, the, the or did you see the Dante Martin injury and all that? I saw the Dante Martin injury online because everyone was sharing it. And it was gross. I, I heard the rest of the card sucked. Mm. Um, that's what uh, Walter said. So you know that's what it is. That that whole match was good. The injury notwithstanding, like the injury is not a good thing. But that entire match was bananas, right? It was top flight with I want to say the Empire. With Pentagon and uh, like, uh, what do you call it, Lucha Bros, and someone else. Uh, oh, Aussie uh, Open. Yeah, like all four of those teams can go, and that entire match was. Now, speaking of production, sorry. Oh. Um, I did see Tony Khan's big announcement on AEW on Wednesday. The Wem- 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 well, Wembley's Wimbledon. Wembley. 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 Wembley Stadium, Wem- not Wem- Wembley, Wembley Stadium. Wembley Stadium. Yeah, it's a big time soccer field. They're gonna. It's a big venue, mm-hmm. uh, the biggest they've ever attempted. So we'll see what they do with it. Um, now, wouldn't it be a great time for AW to sign one Drew McIntyre, who's potentially on his way out? Did you see that this week? And, and I heard, um, uh, dude, there's gonna be so many releases. There's gonna be some. There's gonna be some redund- uh, redundancies. As they're called, Nick Khan has already all but guaranteed it. Uh, so some people are about to lose their job. Yeah, I don't know if WWE would get rid of Drew McIntyre though. They might. They've dicked him around a lot. Like, is he in a great spot? Is he in a great spot, or is he in? I mean, and, and okay, so hang on. I guess it really depends on the ego, right? Like, they're setting him up so much to be the heir apparent to Sheamus, and you look at the career that Sheamus had. He's absolutely had his, like, highlights, but, like, he's just kind of another Miz guy. I'm sure set up for life, getting paid well, but you're never, like, the guy as Sheamus. First of all, nobody, I think, I've seen I've seen Miz talk about this. Nobody's enjoyed his career more than Miz, the Miz. Oh, I, dude, I'm just saying, but a lot of, but, like, Miz decided his, to be he's that had guy. His main event, he's had his main event moments. Yeah, so is Sheamus. Sheamus has been world champion and all that stuff. I'm not saying yes. that they're under. I'm not saying that they're like underused, but like they're nowhere near goat status when you're talking about. No, like, but you can't. Have, not everyone could be John Cena or Roman Reigns. Yeah, hundred percent. There's one only one of those guys. Like I think this era of wrestling is a little special because in this era you have Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, Seth Rollins, uh, all. In the promotion at the same time, and, you, and, and they're, they're all, all and they're all like second to Kenny Omega at least, right? So, I mean, <laughs> not the big guy. I just wanted to watch Chris's reaction to that. I'm like, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of the things Kenny Omega is a bigger deal than Brock Lesnar. More people know that Brock Lesnar's a Canadian than they do that Kenny Omega is. Yeah, no, obviously Brock Lesnar is a bigger name than Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, they're all like just WWE's a bigger product than AEW ever will be, especially North America. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm not trying to dunk on that. I'm just saying like legitimately too, like as great as MJF is, like the big dog is still the, the main attraction in wrestling. Like yeah. the best story in wrestling is still the bloodline by a mile. Right now, right now, sure. But like the best story, the best story in wrestling in the last like twelve months though was MJF Punk. That was the best story in wrestling. That's the best story wrestling has done in like the last ten years as an as an art form. What? But that was no. I mean, it was so good, dude. The whole build up, the everything that the first of all, all of their pro, all of their promos are were like home runs nonstop. The whole you you when you took your ball and went home, you abandoned me as a wrestling fan and all that. That was all earnest, sincere, felt real. The tur- then the turn felt shitty, and then the match the match itself was also fantastic. So I was like, that is the to me last ten years genuinely that's. I mean, I guess, yeah, last 10 years, more or less, was Daniel Bryan going into WrestleMania 30 and the Punk MJF stuff. Those are the, the, the two builds that I remember as a wrestling fan and probably will remember for, like, a real long time. The Bloodline stuff, I'll be like, yeah, Roman had the belt a long time and uh, his cousins helped him win a bunch. It's good. He's a very good bad guy. But I'm saying it's not like... Wrestlers disagree with you. That's fine. They can. 
For me, yeah. I'm like I'm all I'm always I'm a like a comics book guy more than a wrestling guy, and I know that like comic books have those like those cycles and stuff, right? Where you're like, oh yeah, every time the Joker uh, pulls off some bullshit and is a big screw up for Batman, sometimes it's fine, it's good, it's like competent storytelling. But there's like those handful of times, like Death in the Family and whatever else, where Joker, you're like, oh that's a Joker story. It doesn't mean he's the only thing he's done. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, and a lot of Roman Reigns feels like he's running, running by the numbers. Like I, I don't remember many individual matches of this reign. I remember it was just really long. Uh, the early J Roman stuff was great. Uh, the, the that Roman beating J up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the acknowledge me, all that stuff. All that shit was fucking amazing. Um. <sighs> I'm not gonna say, and, and, and by no means am I saying it's bad. Like I'm not. I'm, I don't want to say that. Like oh, the no, bloodline build. Well, I mean, well, I'm just saying it wasn't like best of all time or anything. It's just, it no, was but good. it was a the good most story. compelling WWE storyline in 20 years. Uh, well, no, that no, not 20 years. Daniel Daniel Bryan's run to Mania was that was that wasn't that wasn't storytelling. That was that was fans created that moment. Yeah, but then it became storytelling. The Yes Movement was on Raw every story, week. They right? were taking over the ring. They were doing all that stuff. They they they, they pivoted. From the moment they realized, like, they, they called an audible on not give, putting him in at uh, Rumble. Yeah. And then over the course of February and March, that, like, two, three-month build, they because they did turn that into a build. They knew yeah, exactly right. what they were doing. After, after that moment at Rumble, they were like, let's bury him, whatever, screw this stuff. With the Wyatts, to me, all of that was calculated. And it wasn't, like, it didn't happen overnight. They were... We're gonna string them along, and this is gonna become the, the build to to mania. Like, I think they pivoted real quick, and it was two or three months, but it wasn't super long term. But it was a good two or three months of build, and every week was, oh, will Brian actually earn it, and whatever else. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, I don't know. I just see one based off of also. Uh, the re the reaction for you getting from people online and stuff, this has been the the one that's been enjoyed the most. I feel it's, it's certainly I think their best long term booking. But even then, even then, the Shield might be like a stronger long term booking. The overall build up and break apart of the Shield was really good. It was, and you know what? I'll say this about the Shield: what a what a play- position of power they're all in. Oh yeah, for sure. They're all all they're all great. Like it was after the breakup where they kind of floundered. Like I feel they dropped the ball with the uh, with Dean. Now John, I feel they dropped the ball on him quite a bit. Oh yeah, but that was never. I don't think it was realistic for them to three stay in the company uh, and all be main main event guys at the same time. It wasn't going to happen. I, I think. What Vince thought Mo- Dean Ambrose was supposed to be was not what John Moxley wanted to be. Oh no, for sure. Like he was, it was always you know? going to be like it was always going to be. It was always going to be Ronan, right, Ronan, Roman, as, a- like Roman, Seth, Ambrose in that order. Like as uh, as content as as Dean obviously is by not being in WWE anymore, I think he does miss a little bit of the. Overall professionalism compared to yeah, well he he had that he, he t- said said as much in WrestleMania week right like yeah yeah, yeah. like, <laughs> like uh, well, AEW think- man is such AEW is like ah uh, it, it's like just you're there's so much talent and there's so much potential and and I do enjoy mostly the product but like hot damn do they flounder and they don't have like. A steady no hand cohesive. on the on there's the no, wheel. There's no cohesive forward. It's just let's 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 add to it. Let's add to it, right? Which has always been my thing. Where, where the company was started about showcasing this talent that we weren't thinking of, and it's devolved into like a bunch of fucking ex WWE guys who are no longer over <laughs> on you know, filling the time slots over there. Every week you sign one of them, and it's like, okay, it's, so it's 
it's and there's the so many guys where you're like, where's this guy? Where's that guy? When was the last time this guy wrestled? Where's that? Yeah, guy? like isn't Miro well, not even on TV anymore? Who? So Rusev just never happened. Rusev Miro. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. He's never had, had had a couple of repacks. Here's the problem, honestly, is that apparently Cesaro, Cesaro, it's just, this just never happened. You signed Cesaro over there. He's Nobody uh, he's ROH champion. Nobody cares. Somebody he's gonna be knows. the last boss. They also need to split ROH into another brand. Like, I will tell you that apparently, so, supposedly when AEW took a nosedive is when our sweet boy Cody Rhodes left, basically. Cody would tell you that. Huh? Cody would tell you that. No, and I would believe it. I think that Cody Rhodes is, like, the bridge between those old guys who have been in WWE and around the block a few times and those new guys who have only done indies. I think Cody Rhodes in the locker room can be the guy to bring those two sides together. Without that kind of glue, I don't. I think those sides fight, as we have seen with CM Punk and the Elite. <laughs> I think that those guys do not see eye to eye, just because they come from such a different part of the business. And AEW yeah. is trying to walk the middle line of like of that, right? They're like, oh, we can do the big flashy stuff like WWE, but then we also do the indie stuff. So they have like a real melting pot in the locker room of guys who come from very different sides of the business with very different ideas of how things should be done. And Cody was, like, I think, a linchpin in the middle that was holding it together. I also think that Cody, because once Cody left, was also when they pulled a lot of the creative um, away from the wrestlers, and TK took it on all himself. Yeah, he's, he's fantasy booking. And so, but, like, but, 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 but when Cody was there, the wrestlers were doing more of their own booking. And I don't and think that that's necessarily sustainable either, but, like, instead of going one way or the other... Now TK is just writing his own little, like, wrestling fantasy blog, except that he's a billionaire, so it's happening on television. So I think that he genuinely... He's young Vince, baby. TK's young Vince. But but it's... Like, but even then, it's, like, it's crazy because, like, it genuinely feels like he forgets he has guys on the roster. Like, he forgets about people because he's one guy writing it all. You know what I mean? He he forgot he signed Aleister Black. Right? (laughs) He I forgot think, he signed Aleister Black. He, uh, he, he forgot for, about like, Miro. He forgot about, like, I'm not a fan, but, like, he forgot about Lance Archer. Like, you know, you know, like so, and all these guys were, like, hoopla coming in. Yeah. And then the House of Black is now getting a push again, or no, that, not, it's not even the House of Black. It's now, like, Kings of the Knights of Black or something. I don't even know. The problem They're great. That, like, that nobody beats the Young Bucks, it doesn't matter. Right, the Young Bucks are the Roman Reigns of AEW, where this is their, it's just a tag team. But well, no, but they did. They beat the Bucks for the trios. Ah, who fucking cares? Whoa, Bucks plus Omega? That's a... That's a yeah, but that's Nobody was expecting that, though. Like, the uh, Bucks plus Omega... Just apropos of nothing, uh, Becky Lynch is um, showing a little bit more of her cheeks these days. Uh, it comes and goes. It's weird. It comes, she goes through phases. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I personally like the more stone cold approach, where she's more like I don't know. She's gorgeous. It's just it's, I always find it odd. It's like, oh fuck, Becky. Okay, all right. Put it all she's out gonna there. do whatever she wants. Put it all out there on Monday Night Raw, baby. Uh, uh, but I wanted to ask you though. We're clearly gonna get uh, a feud between Trish and Becky at SummerSlam. Sure, that, that I think. Hang on, that was I think the match I cared about the absolute least. Why was Becky Lynch friends with Lita and Trish? For she no set reason. up the match down the line. Yeah, I know, but that's what I'm saying. But she was like, I got a couple friends. And I'm like, there's no history there. There's no anything. No, they wanted to set up a feud. No, I know, but they, I feel that there was... They, they could have they earned it somehow, and they didn't. She just called them out, and then they made the trio. Like, you know what I mean? I was like, you have so much. You have five hours a week of content. You could have spent like more than I have a few friends. Show up every week, huh? You want Lita and Trish to show up every week? Is that well, they're tag team champions. Lita's not there tonight. Uh, Yeah, I know they're they're Freebird rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Trish is stepping in. Yeah, Uh, and there was a a awful lot of tension. No, for sure. I mean, I know, I know they're going to build to a Trish versus. uh, Will you be involved? You think or no? I don't know. If, I don't know if she has to be. I don't know if she should. She looks the worst out of like. She can't wrestle. Anymore. Trish. Trish looks good. Trish because in ring shape, Lita looked like she could hit her few of her moves, and that was about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, Lita was also 
the one who took the most injury of yeah, in like as a, in a career, she took some serious fucking falls. Yeah, she lost. Well, she bumped with like, the Hardys, that, right? Like that's the crazy that thing. Look, that kid doesn't look as good as she looked three years ago. Mm-mm. As athletic, or she's gotten older. The injuries are taking the toll on Becky. I love Becky as a character. There was a time when she was the hottest thing in wrestling. Hundred percent. There was a legit time, right? There was a legit time when she was the most. Yeah, when she was when she was the man. Like, when she was the man. She was the most overacted wrestling. It was pretty funny to see, like, just every week where it's like all I care about is Becky. Actually, I don't care about anything else right now. I just want to see. Yeah. That uh, was for like six months, uh, and then she got hurt, and then yeah. Man. She and she got pregnant after. And, Talk about um, also like, did we find out that Baszler got hurt? She must have been right. Like that was. Yeah. Yeah, because I was well, like, they, what the they hell? haven't on TV since Romania. So. Yeah, exactly. I was like, what happened to Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler? I think Ronda Mod- modern day Lady Legion of Doom kind of going for it, and then it was nothing. I was like, oh no. I think Ronda got hurt too. Yeah. Ronda's Ronda's never worked. No. Ronda has never worked. She's tried hard. To become a better wrestler, it's just not there. Uh, she's got no like emo- story storytelling ability. Nope. Uh, uh-huh. So, to me, it's never worked for Ronda. But I, I, mean, got, I have two two questions. Who's who's the most likely UFC guy to make the jump? Uh, Connor. Connor, if he'll do it. Connor will do it. Uh, Masvidal. No. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Who cuts that, a promo better than, like, Masvidal? I know. I just don't know if he does it. I just think he thinks... He wanted to do it with AEW, but he got hurt. He was okay. going to... He was not, not, I'm not saying a program, but he was going to do... He was going to do a spot for AEW, right? Yeah. With the, okay. uh, yeah, he was supposed to do something for AEW. Uh, yeah. I think Connor's first in line. Uh, if the, if he wants it. If he wants it. I think you'll, you'll see... Um, a lot of cross promotion at pay per views right now for the. First I think D- I think DC wants to call wrestling. DC will already like be. And, I thought and, it was funny that DC had a prime interview slot on WrestleMania week mm-hmm. in the run up, and like that was like a little bit of clues. I'm you know you know me this about me. I'm fascinated by sports business. I'm fascinated mm-hmm. by the inner workings, and Nick Khan was on a media tour all week. Yeah. Which, looking back, was just a victory lap because they already had the deal done. They had the merger mm-hmm. done. It's a twenty-one billion dollar merger. It's not. It's, it ain't no joke, you know. And Nick well, this Cotton, is, so here. This is something Nick that Cotton actually made like fifty million, one five, fifteen million dollars off this. Here's it's, something that I'm a little shocked at, a little surprised that the Washington Commanders are going to sell less than WWE sold. Well, sent, sold slash merged slash evaluated. I thought an NF, I thought an one NFL team would be worth more than WWE. No, because first of all, live product television rights are they're they're, they're now worth over gonna be worth over two billion dollars the T V rights. The next T V T V deal they sign, the T V rights deal they sign, will start the number will start at a two and not a one. So already you're looking at like a big time valuation because but they you're, make all you're, you're, still- you're saying that like a major market like Washington doesn't have that kind of TV rights on their plus plus NFL profit sharing and all that like no 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 they do not and um, furthermore um, the live num- the live the live event ticket sales they do every year is dwarfs what you get in a season of NFL games. Well, just I, 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 just, I just genuinely would have thought. They do three stadium shows a year, four stadium shows a year. Already, those events, WrestleMania, you're looking at six six of them that are sold out. There's nine football games a year. So before yeah, any of the but, show, I'm just saying, but I feel that the NFL profit sharing is so monstrous. The NFL is about $26 billion a year revenue stream. Yeah, exactly. That, that's revenue. Exactly. That's, that's as the league, but like evaluation, I think is different. First of all, the the stadium for the for the commander sucks, mm-hmm. so they need to build a new stadium. So that hurts their overall evaluation. And I just think people, the WWE financially has never been in a better spot in terms of, yeah. of popularity. I'm just saying. Uh, I, I literally, if if you had asked me two weeks ago what would sell for more, an NFL team or WWE, I probably would have said NFL team. That would have been oh, my guess. Oh, they lost the belts. Huh? They lost the belts. Trish got pinned. 
Who? 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 Trish got pinned. Oh, so they took the belts. Now, now Be- Becky's gonna turn. Becky's gonna beat up Trish yeah, right now. Becky's gonna turn on Trish. Because like they can't make Trish the heel. That's not a thing. No, she'll be the face. That's not possible. Uh, the other thing I did want to wrap up uh, on was uh, Giggle Fest. Though we had uh, we had the South Southwest Giggle Fest that managed to kind of become more like a downtown Giggle Fest due to the power outages. Yeah. yeah Some, um, uh, I, I saw you cheated on you cheated on me with uh, House of Stone. I saw I saw that. Saw you and Walter just sitting there all happy on another podcast. Uh I'm a co-host on this podcast, but I was a guest on somebody else's podcast. Oh, okay, okay. In that case. I think it's fine. I'm a co-host here. All right. Um, You're forgiven. Giggle Fest was a good time. I mean, I didn't do any real shows, if you will. I did Mm -hmm. a game show. I did another podcast recording. I did... uh, uh, the shit show. We're supposed to do the shit show thing with Troy, and oh, is what's Becky gonna do? Oh, hold on. Uh, but uh, just commend the commending everybody at uh, Giggle Fest. You did a great job. Hey, so I went. I, I I made it out one to one show. I was supposed to come out to the Rad Dads. Uh, you went to like, Ellie's show. I, believe, I went to right? Ellie's show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, How was that? Jammed, packed. I heard, I heard it was sold out. Uh, sold out. Sold out. Sold out. And it was just good. It was good the and then they, they, on, they honored every ticket, but like the, the Magnifique Poubelle is a smaller venue than Lord Williams. So holy crap was that place. Yeah. Burst in, nice burst place, in at the though, scenes. Yeah. Because I, nice I had only known it as Crowbar. Crowbar. I had never been in post the, the renovations because I guess they did it right before COVID and then yeah. Yeah. shut down immediately. That's a little hipster joint now. Uh, yep. but no, everyone really came together and made uh, made themselves uh, expendable. Uh, helped out Michelle and her team uh, carried through. I think something north of twenty five shows happened. Yeah. Over I don't know. I'm I'm I'm, I'm behind it. I think, and I think it's a good like you were saying. It's a good weekend to do it in if they want if they want to make it annual. Listen up. It's a good. It's weekend. an interesting weekend to do it. It's a, it's a, it's a tough weekend to do it Easter weekend, but. I you have a lot of tourists. Foundation's not been laid. There's a lot of tourists, exactly. So, I think uh, you have a long weekend, right? Like you have, a, so you can book your Thursday, like it's a Friday if you want to. You book it as a little festival situation. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, I think it's a, it's a, if they, if they want to stick with it, I was like, I'd love me a little indie comedy festival to uh, kick off springtime, heading into getting ready for summer vibes, all that stuff. And I mean, obviously, the best part. Being, uh, it's you know, oh Trish, Trish turned on Becky. Oh no, oh, Trish is the heel now. Trish is the heel now. Oh my God, she's gonna be like on Vince's arm, like arm candy, like she used wow. to be. That but, would be a hell of a Becky, heel turn. Becky got knocked in the back of the head and is acting like she died, and now she just sold a kick as if she just got shot. As if she hasn't been in like. Four also, ways with- Becky knows how to sell better than a lot of people in the business. Is Bailey done? Bailey's done. Bailey's not even with the company anymore. Feels that way. Feels that way. She's done. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And the worst, really part, the worst part about Bailey though is like, holy crap, will she run if they if they sign her to AEW? Like, who can who can hang with Bailey? The women's division is not strong. Like, AEW. Yeah. I mean, Bailey's I think a much better wrestler than everybody else. If they sign Mercedes Money. Mercedes Monet. Yeah. Which I don't think they have yet. I don't think. I think no, but they do. They should, should pop up because she's wrestling in she Japan. She won't go, though. I think she's going to make her way back to WWE. No, I... Not with... Not if Vince is around, I feel. Not if Vince is around, yeah. That's, that's, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a closed door. <laughs> really? Do you think... Um... Well, I don't think... No, Vince... We've heard it so many times from so many different podcasts. Vince never closes any doors. Vince's yeah. dollar signs. If Vince's yeah. dollar signs in you, you cannot betray him. No, exactly. <laughs> like but I think for Sasha, you think for for Mercedes, you think it's done. Yeah, D- dude. I don't know anybody who has like walked out like that and come back. She could do what she wants, though. Yeah, because I said, like I said, I think Vince, Vince, Vince never closes the door. If you're money, you're money. No. That's it. But I think the way she walked out, I think she's like. I think their best chance of getting her back was in the last eight months. Should be, could be, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and now, if, if Hunter didn't get her back, I don't think anybody's getting her back. 
I'm still surprised Naomi hasn't popped up yet anywhere. She might come back soon. I mean, her, the rest of her family's here, so. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I really, ah, like I said, that was my, uh, I thought that she was going to definitely, like, when the blood, what was, who were the bloodline mixing it up with? Did the bloodline mix it up with Judgment Day? No, not, they were both heels. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I forget who it was, but there was someone who was, like, a late, there was, like, a lady involved on some part of the, the bloodline feud, and I was like, oh, Naomi's going to show up and become the bloodline lady. You know? Yep. Like, that's what I thought. I thought that would happen. Anyway, All right. Well, this uh, is a fun one, buddy. We had no yeah, guests. No, catching up. Like, obviously, listeners, if you noticed, this is just the, the two hosts. <laughs> if if, you have, no, you're, no if you've been waiting, there's no guest who's been quiet for the last hour. With the power outages and everything going on, we just took it easy this week. So Yeah, we decided to just talk about what craziness we've experienced. And we'll get back to you next week with a regular scheduled guests. Uh, this is fun, buddy. Thank you. What do you got? What do you got going on? If you want to shoot your shoot your shot, I, know uh, you guys, I mean, you guys have the the, the showcase action coming on. Showcase that, is coming up uh, every Friday. We got Hurley's every Friday going on. Hurley's great mm-hmm. comedy. We're bringing you every Friday night some premium talent, uh, great shows. Uh, so if you're looking at something to do on a Friday night, Hurley's Irish Pub. On your right downtown, everything's open now. Yeah, yeah. everything every every Friday. That's Start your night at. off. Like a, like a Sanka set, head to Hurley's. and chips and some comedy. How about it? And you're, you're, then you go clubbing or whatever the kids do. You know? Oots, oots, oots. Yeah. Exactly. Chris, thanks for hanging out, Thank buddy. You. you the best. Have, have a good one. Hey there, loyal listener who listens to the show all the way past the closing credits. Um... Thank you for listening to Go Plug Yourself. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, If you enjoy the show, I cannot stress this enough. Please tell people about it. We don't really have a budget for marketing or fancy Facebook ads or putting up billboards on the street. Uh, We really have to rely on word of mouth, which uh, basically means that if you listen to the show and you enjoy the show, please uh, share it, link it, uh, tell your friends about it. Say, hey, there's this show called Go Plug Yourself. They talk to Montrealers or people that have stuff going on in Montreal or uh, just people that have stuff to uh, promote that we kind of care about. We can we can go outside of Montreal if we want to. Um, yeah, so just tell tell people about the show. It's a, it's a fun show. We, we like doing it a lot. We've done it for over 200 episodes and it's in large part thanks to support from uh, people like you. Um, if you want to support the show at all you can go to uh, patreon.com slash nine to five cc and uh, throw a couple bucks our way it really helps with uh, the hosting fees for the most part we're really not trying to make a profit on this um and also if you want to be a guest on the show or you know someone who might uh, want to be a guest on the show you can uh, contact us either on facebook or on twitter there's a bunch of ways to find us uh and uh, and let us know and if the scheduling and the timing and everything works out maybe you can be the next person who uh comes on the show and uh, plugs something a uh, big thank you as always to Leland Beckman and Oral Turpitude who provided our theme songs and of course a thank you to uh, all of the hosts that we have on the show uh, Walter J. Ling who is technically retired but still sometimes hosts uh, Christopher Vendito, Lawrence Korber and uh, Ines Anaya uh, all, are all amazing co-hosts and you should support them and their comedy and uh, and all of that. Uh, thank you for listening thank you for choosing Go Plug Yourself uh, as one of your from the millions of podcasts and have a beautiful day Thank you. 905.cc, podcasts, blogs, and comics, made in Montreal since 2011.